0: Hello everyone! Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast. It's also known as Kyle, get your shit together. Oh, a little bit of harmony in there. I don't know about harmony, but you know, yeah,
1: I got a little something. I got a little something. Something. I like it. It sounded like. The way you did, like the stutter step intro there, like you had to remind yourself which podcast you're recording today. <laughs> One of the three, in case you, in case y'all forgot. Oh, Rohit got a few podcasts going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll mention the the big project. Um, so for all those mothers out there who happen to be listening to the GYST podcast, uh, I'm the executive producer of a new online platform. Um, it is freshen your life. Dot com, It is a website where the main tagline is simplifying motherhood. And so I'm the behind the scenes guy, obviously, but um, we do everything on there from like breast pump reviews, uh, how to pump at work, um, how to grocery shop, how to, you know, with family in mind. Uh, so there's a lot of reviews, a lot of um, just little things that you can do as a mother to kind of center yourself. Because when you are a mother, and I've learned so much about this, like, way more than I ever thought I would. you going to do so
1: well when you become a mother.
0: <laughs> but stress is high. I mean, They have to think about things that I didn't think about. Like, we, we'd be recording a podcast, and one of the girls would be like, oh, my, my breasts are hurting. Who's they? Um, oh, the the two. Um, <laughs> if Rohit's trying
1: out <laughs> breast pumps, we're in trouble. The, the
0: two talents behind there, uh, Jenny and Shayna. And so we'll, we'll be recording a podcast and one of them will be like, oh, my, my breasts kind of hurt. And then she looks down at her clock. She's like, oh, I guess it's been about two hours. OK, you know, I'll, I'll pump. And I'm just like, what is going on? And she takes this like contraption that it's called like a free me cup, I think, I'm, as I'm like learning all this stuff. And like just casually sticks it in her bra and it's just like pulling milk out and we're all just having a normal conversation. And I'm like just staring at the floor the whole time and they're laughing at me because like you know now it's like no big deal taco like, taco yeah <laughs> but uh freshinyourlife.com, uh there's gonna be some uh, amazing amazing stuff behind it the F-Y-L. girls are very really talented and and so yeah absolutely. where can they find the podcast uh it's it's on whew it's on apple google stitcher spotify and i'm forgetting the fifth one there, there are five. But but same thing with, with the GYSD podcast is yeah. now on Spotify. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. When Spotify um, brought that in to be able to bring in podcasts and everything else like that, it's like a huge change. Yeah. It's fantastic. Awesome.
0: Hey. Well, thank you for sharing that. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the hosts for you on this episode, myself, Rohit Rohila. Kyle Reed as well. And then uh, in the studio today, we got our man
1: Glenn chilling.
0: Yeah. All right. So ready to do this, Kyle? Yeah, ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now as we're recording this, it's January, and we just got done with the new year. All of us are still getting used to writing 2019. And along with the new year, come New Year res- New New Year resolutions, New Year's resolutions, whatever. And that is not what this episode is about. Mm-hmm. The episode is about the importance and significance of the New Year resolution, and why is that, Kyle? I'm going to hand this one off to you because I know you have a lot of passion behind this. Man, I'll tell you what. Let me tell
1: you what. Um, New resolutions—they have an extremely high failure rate. Right? We discussed this in the past. We know this. For some reason individuals have been led to think that the start of a new year is the start of a new year. New you, sorry. New year, new me, right? Yeah. It's like kind of a funny thing that we say. Um it's hilarious. It's 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 a, a restart. I could start over. You get you, it's a it's a refresh button or whatever. But really it's what I like to call a fake finish line. You've reached nothing. Right? Yeah. You've reached a date on a calendar that was created by somebody you don't know. The date has no significance to you. I think that there there can be some positives in it that it, it does um, it can be used as a milestone or a marker to begin or start some begin or start something new or end something old. But the reason why I think so many New Year's Eve resolutions fail is simply because we're not tied to this date. It doesn't have any meaning to us. Mm-hmm. Um, we create things that don't have any meaning to us that we want to achieve around a date that has no meaning to us. So what are we doing when we create these fake finish lines? They, they, they prevent us from accomplishing what we really want to accomplish. Um, and when you take a look at the word finish line, what do you associate with a finish line? A race. What else? When you think about a race, mm-hmm. let's talk about a race. What, mm-hmm. what kind of race? Give me something, anything. Uh, since you're in front of me, we'll go with a marathon. Marathon, foot race. A race has two key components. What are those key components? Oh, the start and finish? Start and finish. Mm-hmm. What's the finish? Uh, the ending. What do you do when something's ending? You stop. Mm-hmm. So when you have the finish line mentality in mind, that tells you to stop. Hmm. Finish lines. hmm can be detrimental to
0: forming habits. Uh, so just so I, I understand you correctly, so so one person could at the beginning of the year say, my goal is to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And that is the the finish line mentality. I've I've lost 20 pounds, I'm mm-hmm. good now. Mm-hmm. The other one, and and this is where, where I'm thinking is is what you're talking about. The other person says, it's my goal to become healthier. Mm-hmm. And what that means is you are erasing the finish line because it's an ongoing process. Is is that kind of what you? Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. So when we talk about goals, we talk about you need specifics, right? So to say I need to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year, a very specific goal, you will probably achieve that goal if you put in the work required to do so. But then what? Mm-hmm. Why do we talk about the yo-yo diet? Yo-yo diet doesn't exist. But what exists is your lack of commitment. hmm Right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason why you gained the weight back. That's why the term yo-yo diet has been coined. It's because you didn't change habits. You didn't change your lifestyle. You had a goal that you wanted to meet. You met it, so you stopped. Your drive disappeared. Your commitment disappeared. Yeah. You ate cheeseburgers again. You ate giordano's deep dish pizza again or lou malnati's whatever you prefer
0: and glenn over here shaking his head he's a lou malnati's guy so you start repeating those simple errors in judgment again the past habits yeah right
1: so finish lines can be synonymous with goals goals are good i think goals are fantastic don't get this confused with me saying that i believe goals are bad and poor for you but i think that And I'll share as well, after the first marathon I ran, um, a story in just a few here. But I think the important thing is to create another goal immediately or to have more future goals in mind. So when you get to that false finish line, you don't just stop. You don't give up. You have to keep steam moving. And you have to create another goal, another—you don't want to plateau, right? Mm -hmm. You have to continue— To reach new heights,
0: if you will. Yeah. As you were talking, one of the things that I thought about is just just the word goal. It means that you are consciously making an effort to to, not just making the effort. You are conscious. You are taking proactive approach in your actions that will lead to a certain result that you desire. I don't think the majority of the people do that. I think the majority of the people will set something that isn't too far outside of their existing habits. So, for example, if, comfort zone, one would say. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, if if I can reach out ten inches, right? This is just a fake measurement or whatever. If if I can reach out to ten inches, and I set a goal, I and and I really want to go further, I would set something like fifteen inches. I'm I'm, you know, going half beyond what what I'm capable of doing right now. But that's a, a fifty percent increase. Fantastic goal. I think what the average person would do, and by average I mean the majority of the population, the majority of the people listening to this podcast would set it to maybe 10.5 inches, mm. a half inch increase. Because then it doesn't take much daily effort. It it doesn't take you really taking an open, honest, reflective look at yourself on on what got you to this place in, in the first place. It's within our comfort zone. And then if we don't achieve it, we say, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It wasn't it, that important. wasn't that important. But I think if if you do that enough, like I bet you right now, if, if we interviewed a hundred people and said, What's your what's your goal for the year? They're gonna give us something generic of, Oh, I'd like to go to the gym more often. Or, or I'd like to become healthier, I'd like to i like to eat better. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. I don't think anyone would dive in with an actual goal. I think they would give us a generalization of something that sounds good. The vast majority, you're right. And I think maybe that's why, I like, New Year's resolutions are so good, because not only are we feeling good, yeah, you know, it's the start of the new year, like you said, new year, new me, mm-hmm. I can do it, and it makes us feel good, but without the accountability, there's there's no accountability. None. And we break our word to ourselves so often that we already know we're not going to take it seriously.
1: Become immune to
0: it. Yeah. Oh, I can say whatever. Okay. I weigh one forty now. By the end of the year, I'm gonna weigh one twenty. I you, can do it.
1: You should probably gain
0: ten pounds if you're at one forty. I'm at one <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> I'm one thirty-eight right now. Damn son. And um, but I, I can say I wanna I wanna, you know, drop some. Yeah. But then I don't take it seriously because I'm making a promise to myself, but I break promises to myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Here's proof. What was my New Year's resolution last year? Did I do it? No. I broke a promise to myself. I want to eat healthier. Do I do it? No. I broke another promise to myself. And not just that, but if I know I need to be somewhere at 10 and I get there at 10, 15, now I'm breaking my word with other people as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't, just little by little, my word doesn't mean anything anymore. I've lost all credibility. credibility yeah. And I think that's what what is going on here is... If we set something, we don't want to do things that are difficult. I'm, I'm trying to remember, you said something to me one time, and I thought it was so brilliant. We said, we were talking about testimonials. And we were going to ask people for testimonials that, that we could use on air about their experience with GYST. And people come up to us all the time and say, oh, your podcast is great and all this kind of stuff. Oh, can you write a testimonial for me? Sure, no problem whatsoever. And they never do mm-hmm. people are willing to help you Ah, uh, that's what you said people are willing to help you as long as it's not inconvenient for them mm. and the moment it becomes inconvenient for them, all of a sudden it doesn't matter anymore
1: because it's it's not it's not they're not emotionally tied to it yeah it's not important to them yeah it never was. And it's something that they'll do for you if it's convenient for them, but that's about it. So when we talk about that, so like th- that's a good one: losing weight versus being healthy. Mm-hmm. Being healthy is a goal that almost no one achieves. Reason why? Because it's too vague. How do you define it? Right. So when we talk about making goals, we talk about they need to be specific, smart goals, mm-hmm. specific, measurable, actionable. What is it? Reasonable and timely, or something yeah. like that. I forget. Um, We talk about all those things with goals. Those things are very important. But again, you set that goal, you reach that finish line, and then you stop. I'm going to lose 20 pounds, okay? You do X, Y, Z things to lose 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. You lost the weight. You stop doing those things. You shed yourself of the newly created habits and revert back to old ones. Yeah. Whereas a goal of being healthy although much more broad, I think has the potential to have a much more longer lasting impact. Because when you say, I wanna be healthy, okay, well, let's define that. Mm -hmm. My family has a history of high cholesterol. What are some things that I can do that will help uh, lower my bad cholesterol and increase my good cholesterol? Stay away from XYZ foods and take in XYZ foods. Do 30 minutes of exercise per week or per day or whatever that looks like, right? So now you're creating the specific action items needed to reach a goal with a very vague goal in mind. Hmm. And if you don't set a date or a false finish line for that goal, it's simply a lifestyle change. It's it's not something that you will just all of a sudden stop one day when you think you've reached it. I, I mentioned a little bit ago that I would share a story I had after I finished my first marathon. So... Um, It was a time in my life where I felt that I wasn't challenged. I had a gig that was just barely getting by, like I was just paying the bills and doing my thing, and I was working for the weekend, right? Which is a horrible thing to do. I felt that I didn't have any challenging goals in my life, so I said, you know what, I wanna run a fucking marathon. Created this goal to run a marathon, I prepared for it, planned for it, trained for it. I had never in my life ran more than like five miles at this point when I decided to create this goal. But boy, Nate, shout out my man, Nate Cuomo, uh, ran a marathon with me. I'd asked a couple of people. I was like, I had to sit in my mind, I'm going to do this no matter what.
0: And and just really quickly, for perspective, you said you had never ran any more than five.
1: Five or six miles, yeah. And what's a marathon? 26.2 miles. So this is... yeah 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 huge right a huge increase um so i called a couple buddies called my boy tone because he has no interest in running but i know that he has a competitive spirit played hoop in high school He's a competitive dude him and i debate on things back and forth um so i know that he might have enough fight in him to want to try and do something like this he thought it was crazy because he knew how far it was um i to my boy nate and nate was like you know what yeah man I'm down that sounds awesome I've been wanting to do something like that I've been wanting to get into running and doing this I'm like for real he's like yeah let's do it I'm like hell yeah he didn't ask me how far a marathon was <laughs> I didn't tell him he found out when he told his dad dad I'm about to run a marathon he was like do you know how far that is he was like nah doesn't <laughs> matter it's like 10-15 miles or something like that mm-hmm. so I was like no that's like 20 something miles he was like no no Kyle wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do that to me So, uh, he found out how far it was and he, and he still did it. Ran my first marathon ever with my boy Nate and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. The moral of this story is, and I'll get to it, but I spent probably four, four, a little over three, four months training for this marathon, which is probably not enough time to train for your first marathon. It's probably more like six. Spent a bunch of time training, dedicated a, a lot of miles hours running, ice, bass, sore knees, sore feet, chafing, all you name it, everything went into this damn race. And after I finished the race, uh, it was probably one of the greatest films I've ever had, finished with my dad and my brother by my side and Emily as well. Um, I had some really, really close friends that were willing to make the trek and spend four hours outside waiting for me to run around a corner and cheer me on and then drive a few more miles down the road and do it again. Like that's dedication, right? And I love these individuals for that. So it was an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. But as a runner, a marathon is the pinnacle. Now what? After I finished that marathon, I didn't run anymore for a while. I was almost depressed. Immediately after I felt Fantastic! I felt on cloud nine. I felt like I could accomplish anything. I started a new job two days after I finished the marathon. Right?
0: You're like limping around on your first day. Limping around <laughs>
1: on my first day, feeling like a weirdo, you know. But here I am. I got this new gig. I just finished a marathon. I feel really accomplished. I, I believe in myself. Uh, I feel real positive about things. And that began to fade because I didn't create another finish line. hmm Right. I allowed myself to stop doing the things that brought so much joy and competitiveness out of me. I was at a new job, that I didn't know how to do. My confidence was at that was high, so it didn't matter. I was like, I'm going to figure this out, I'm going to do well. But as that feeling of accomplishment wear, wore off a bit because I didn't create a new goal, my confidence wore off. Because I didn't make it a lifestyle change, it was simply something for me to execute. It was no more than a task that took four and a half months and a bunch of miles. That was how I treated it. And I didn't realize that because I felt now what? I didn't have a plan for afterwards. Yeah. The finish line that I created, literal and figurative finish line that I created, hindered me from creating long-term habits so for a while i didn't run i didn't feel like i had anything else to accomplish i got a new job i just finished a marathon now what and i was a little depressed for a while um about some of those things until i realized that i could find more joy in it again and create more goals now I do a half marathon how many can i do Let's. How many races in a year can I do? How fast can I run the next race, right? So when I created more finish lines, more goals for myself, and I had future goals in mind after those ones, then I was able to create the proper habits that were going to be more long-term habits that I wanted to keep in my life. Um, So yeah, that was something that was actually challenging for me. It seems like it would just be an awesome accomplishment, but I had a real sense of like... um, Depression and aversion to running because like now what I had already accomplished this now What what left is there for me, but there's always something left always?
0: And I feel like that's something that that you have talked a lot about Mm -hmm. is Not necessarily the the fear of success, but One of the reasons why people procrastinate um, You feel is because they have something to chase. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think that lines perfectly in this. I can tell you when, when I first started doing a sem- these seminars, right, I did my first one and I felt amazing, like just on top of the world. I got all these cards from people who went and, like, <laughs> they're, like, you know, so proud of you and, you know, it's it's awesome that you're doing all this kind of stuff. And then I didn't do one for, like, a year and a half.
1: Did you feel now what?
0: It, it, sort of. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's like what you're saying is you prepare so much for this date. The date comes and then it's like, oh, what what do I what's next? Yeah. You know, you, you want to take a little bit of a break to regroup yourself and and reflect. But then you don't do anything. And so, you know, one of the one of the advices that, that I've heard about going to the gym. Is a lot of people, when they first go to the gym, they're like, man, I haven't been to the gym in a long time. I need to make a big, big push. And they overdo it. And what happens is they get so sore. Never go back. They never go back. And so what, what people are saying is if, you, if you're if you not used to going to the gym, sometimes the biggest step you can do is just walk in.
1: Yeah.
0: Walk around. It, take a look at some of the exercises that you want to do or some of the machines or whatever check out the locker room, whatever, and then leave. Create a plan. Yeah. And so uh, I shared with with you and Glenn earlier when we were talking about our highlights. Oh, yeah. When I was just laying in bed one night and it's 1130 and I just, 1130 at night and I come across a quote that says, essentially, you know, you need to realize all these things that you're saying you're going to do tomorrow, you're either going to or it's never going to happen. And I didn't want to become that never going to happen person. And so at 1130 at night, I pack up my bags and I go to the gym. And my goal was, I'm just gonna do 10,000 steps. That's it, I had my Fitbit, I knew when I hit it, I could do it, nice and easy. Walking 10,000 steps, piece of cake. So to make it a little bit more difficult, I, I did it on an incline, but that was the only thing I changed. Mm-hmm. You know, other than that, it was a... It was a, a treadmill? A treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, a, Still a pretty fast pace, but but it was like speed walking or whatever, yeah. you know. So it wasn't too bad. But then the next day, I didn't feel sore, and I felt good about my experience, especially afterwards when I'm sitting in those hydro chairs. Oh. And so now I'm more likely those. to go back. They have those there. Yeah. So we gotta go. To the they jail. have hydro chairs and hydro beds. Oh got go. And to then the jail. massage chairs as well. Seriously? Yeah. And then they had this one thing where you stand in there. You're all naked and <laughs> naked Um, uh, it's like some UV lights or something like that where it gets really hot and you just stand there like, like this it's and... called a tanning bed no it, it's not a, it <laughs> doesn't tan you it's, it's something else but what it does is and, and the floor is vibrating and <clears> it like you're you know I don't know how to explain it but I do that before I work out and it loosens me up and, and, and gets me going huh. Um but in any case like I it, you know starting slow is you don't need to jump in. It, like, if, if you want to do a polar bear plunge, you don't have to dive in. Just, this year, just put your foot in so that you know what to expect. Show up. You know, just show up. Watch someone else do it. Like this podcast. You know, we, the three of us have talked to so many people about coming on air or, or doing something, and, and they always say, oh, I, I can't do that. I don't know how to do it or whatever. Once upon a time none of us knew how to do a podcast Mm -hmm. but we just came and and maybe you know for glenn uh maybe he just came to listen one day and then before we know he's he's part of the crew and it just starts off something slow you don't have to make these huge declarations Mm -hmm. because a lot of times making those huge declarations will overwhelm you and that's what's going to stop you
1: i think you need to ask who are you making it for
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's one of the articles I'm reading right now in my success magazine. Yeah. It's, you can say, oh, you know, I'm doing this to help people. And and a lot of people do that. You know, oh, why are you doing this? Oh, to be charitable or, or whatever. No, it, it's deeper than that. By you looking externally, I'm, I'm doing this to, to help raise money for something. A perfect example is my Christmas party. It's coming this Saturday. One of the things I tell people is to bring canned foods for donation to a food bank. Now, I can say on the surface level, oh, I want to help people. You know, that that's good. My friends are coming over anyways and get, you know, we can we can help out the food bank. But if I don't dive deeper, then my charitable contribution will only be that once a year thing instead of maybe a a movement that I could do or something like that, you know. So if if we don't tend to dive in deeper, mm-hmm. and if we keep everything surface level, then we don't really know what, what motivates us, what's what's the true reasoning behind what's going to push us through when we don't know what to do next.
1: And on the flip side of that is, do you truly want to help somebody or do you want your perception from others
0: to be that you want to help people? And, and it's interesting that you ask that. I remember the first time, because I've been doing this for years now, bringing, mm-hmm. bringing canned foods. Um, and it happened because I was at the Sumner Fred Meyer and I saw a thing said, you know, bring your canned foods. And I was like, you know, for the Sumner food bank. And I was like, oh, I've got some stuff. And I went, the next time I went back, I donated some stuff and it felt good. And then after a party one time, I had a huge box full of stuff and I was like, man, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. I go there and I put it in the, in the bin and nobody sees me do it and selfishly it didn't it didn't feel as good hmm. and and that's on me what's what's my true reasoning behind doing it then you had an expectation in giving yeah you know uh I man I I think it's either Norway or Sweden when you donate blood and your blood gets used you get a text message really you just saved someone's life and their donation levels are like, Phenomenal. Wow. Everyone is also automatically a a donor. Organ donor? Until you opt out. Oh, wow. Whereas over here, it's you have to opt in. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I'm someone who donates blood, and I never know what happens with it. All I hear is on the news, we need more blood. We need more blood. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know. But then if you get a text message, you, Kyle Reed, just saved someone's life. That's huge. That's phenomenal. It it
1: lets you know what you're doing is appreciated. I think certain—and not to say that someone's doing it just for that. I'm not doing yeah. it to know that I saved a 12-year-old girl in Arkansas when she was getting a heart transplant. That stuff's not important. But it's the little things that keep you going to let you know that that blood you donated does matter. Yeah. And we appreciate it. And you coming back year after year to donate blood, or every six months, or however often you do it, or whatever that looks like, is appreciated, and it's not going unnoticed. I think that's huge.
0: Yeah, just a a sincere. Sometimes that's all we're looking for. It's just yeah. something sincere, not just a oh, Kyle, thanks for coming in, thanks for donating your blood, really means a lot. Here's a here's some apple juice a and a cookie. Yeah, you know. But a sincere, like, you know, look, this is the impact that you're making. And I, you know, want to sincerely thank you. Yeah. I, I think it's sincerity that sometimes we really crave. Yeah, I agree. And maybe don't even realize it. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: Huge. Man. Man. We went off on a few different areas there, from this topic. <laughs> we sure did, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? But we started with the end in mind, yeah. Whether that be a false finish line or a real one. So, I mean, as, as we wrap, do you have anything else kind of to add at all today? Are you? you
0: uh, I. I want to make sure we, I
1: didn't miss anything that you wanted to maybe.
0: Before we recorded, I wrote some notes. Um, One one of the things I would say is if you fail at something, right, we need to encourage ourselves after failing. We need to pick ourselves back up and say, let's do it. But you still need to hold yourself accountable. And that's the part that I think the average person does not do. They say, oh, I failed because of, and they look externally. Hmm. If you fail and you really don't want to repeat that again, you need to look internally. I failed. I did this. I maybe only gave it 60%. And maybe that's where I fail. But you need to hold yourself accountable to that failing. Uh, in college, uh, one of my really good friends, Megan, would always be down on herself because she you know, would, would study for a test and, and maybe she wouldn't pass. And I would always ask her, I'm just going to ask you two simple questions. Did you give it your best? And she either said yes or no. If she said no, then, you know, I'd follow up with, well, what do you need to do next? Or if she said yes, okay, is there anything more that you could have done? And she better say no. Because if she says, yes, there's more that I could have done, then she didn't do her, her best. best. And she knew every time, like, oh, those would be my questions for her. And those are good questions to ask. If you fail at something, well... Pick yourself up. Make yourself feel better. But then if you really want to make a difference, you need to take a look at the accountability. Could you have done something different? Could you have put in more effort? Could you have studied more? Could you have learned more? And if the answer is no, I, I sincerely gave it my best shot. Great. Mm-hmm. Then then that works. If If I want to run a marathon with you, Kyle, and the marathon is next year, and come marathon time, i only run a quarter of a mile. <laughs> I failed. But if I want to run a marathon with you, and the marathon's tomorrow, and I ran a quarter of a mile, that's the best I could do. That's a success. I may not have crossed the finish line, but that's a success in my eyes. I'm happy with that result. Mm-hmm. Could I have done better? No, I don't think I could have. I, With one day, you can't really prepare too much.
1: No. I think, I like, I like those two questions. Is that the best? Did you give it your best? And is there anything you could have done to do better? I think if, and this is just me looking at this and, and thinking ahead, if the answer to the second question is yes, but if that answer is in hindsight, I think that it it's already alluding to growth. Mm. Because mm. now you're looking, okay, well, I didn't know then what I know now. yeah. And now I know that this is how I could have done better. And this is what I'm going to instill. So I think if the answer to the second question after some serious thought and consideration is yes, X, Y, Z, that's growth.
0: That's okay, yeah. That's um, where I'm kind of going with that. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. 100%. But I love
1: those questions. I love those
0: questions. I'm gonna write them down. (laughs) Well, this is going to make for some great podcast air. Um, and so while you're writing that down, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple other things. Uh, broke people focus on problems, but rich people focus on solutions. Uh, a broke person will say things like, I don't know how, or, you know, whereas rich person will say, I don't know how, but, you know, let's let me find out how to do it. And then the other thing is you get rich by doing what rich people do, not just by listening to rich people. And so, you know, if if I want to run, and oh, I shouldn't have said this because I'm a perfect example. We're going to the gym, right? I came to you and Sam. Bought about shoes about five years ago. I want to start running with you guys. You guys took me out to Nike. We got the perfect shoes for me, and I can show you those shoes downstairs, Kyle. They Still mint condition, fresh. Nope. they be. look
1: amazing. I'm equally proud and disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm a fan of fresh kicks. Yeah, but running shoes should have miles on them, damn it. Mm. Mud stains all that. You might have
0: a couple feet.
1: That's it. Man, well, this was good. I, I think um, just one thing I wanted to stress uh, again when we talk about fake finish lines and false finish lines is uh, this is in no way an attempt to instill a belief that goals are bad. I think goals are fantastic. Specific goals are even better. But also be aware of that finish line mentality. We have a tendency to believe that once we have met a finish line, once we have achieved success, we're allowed to stop. Success doesn't end. It doesn't stop for you, it doesn't wait for you. Once you achieve success, you need to continue achieving success. It is not a destination, it is a journey. Continue, don't stop at that finish line. And be wary that it, it can potentially be a detriment to forming positive habits. They could be life they need to be lifestyle changes. If you want it to be truly lasting change, it's got to be a lifestyle change. So keep those things in mind as you create goals. Create a goal with a new goal in mind. Start with the end in mind as we say, mm-hmm. right? And, and put another goal behind that. Stack your goals. Pick yourself up, as you said. Um, so with that, I say we wrap. GYST In Podcast In West crew, Philadelphia. Born, born and raised. raised on the playground. <laughs> 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 My goodness. Um, Glenn, you probably don't take too kindly to folks from Philly right now.
0: <laughs>
1: After that double-doin i don't know do people take kindly to certain cowboys up here right now i don't know no i'll tell you that but we gonna get the w man like george baby (laughs) so anyway gysd podcast family we appreciate y'all tuning in this week to another fantastic episode of your favorite podcast the gysd podcast get your shit together for yourself for your loved ones For people you don't even give a shit about. But most importantly, yourself. All right. Tune in next week for another great episode. And we'll see you soon.
0: Bye. Thanks everyone for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.